It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. The fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And what's up, sports fans? Welcome to the Who's On First Base Baseball Podcast, Season 5, Episode 10, for, of course, Wednesday night, June 15th, 2022. It's yours truly, the coach, Carl Demasi, and, of course, the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. We've been doing this now for five years. It's been a lot of fun, and it's always been part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. What's up, baseball fanatic? Coach, another week, and uh, what a crazy week it's been, and we're going to talk about all of it. Oh, it'll be great four innings. That's right. We play four innings. First inning, we talk about who's leading in the divisions. Then we throw a little twist to it. Tonight's twist, who out of all the divisions, of all the teams in each division, an active player who might be a Hall of Famer. So we'll see what the coach says. We'll see what the baseball fanatic says. We'll get that. Inning number two, of course, we're going to break down the Braves. Winning streak, who's hot. And once again, you got to get a Band-Aid because Mr. Ozzy is out. So yep, he'll be yep, out for yep. at least 60 days. Had his surgery today. We'll talk about that. Inning number three, we'll talk about the local guys. And, of course, Savannah Bananas, okay? And they're playing tonight against the Flamingo, the Florence Flamingos. So uh, if you uh, get ever get out there to see the Florence Fl- Flamingos, it's all pink. And then, of course, the last segment is trivia that's right trivia we go at it 10th episode so we've had nine nine trivia challenges before this of course i know the baseball fanatic is up five wins to coaches two wins and of course we've tied twice all right once again it's all part of the coach's quarter sports network five shows uh wednesday nights which uh happened at six o'clock uh rubbing and grubbing with brandon bain the atlanta man and a producer lawrence bennett great show about nascar he uh, rubs about racing, but he also grubs food, which someday we'll be able to do that. Then uh, Saturday mornings, it's the call of the Monster Sports Port 9 to about 10, 15, 10, 30. Then uh, we've had one other live show back in April from the Masters, the 19th hole with the Herb Brothers. Great show. Check it out. It's on YouTube. And then we have two podcasts. Of course, the Hot Crits podcast with Spencer Maddox and Travis Judon. They got a little uh, golf match going on with the uh, 19th hole, which we'll, we'll get into next week. And then, of course... It's yours truly, the Who's on First Base baseball podcast. All right, inning number one. Let's go around the horn. We're going to talk about who's leading the divisions, and then we'll talk about who we think, out of all these active players in each division, has a shot at being a Hall of Famer and maybe going to Cooperstown one day. So let's start with the AL East, the junior circuit. So go ahead, give us the rundown quick. It's pretty hard to say, other than the local Atlanta Braves, that any team has been as hot as the New York Yankees. They are 9-1 and one on a five-game winning streak right now. they got a nine-game lead over a really competitive Toronto Blue Jays team. And one game behind the Blue Jays, 10 games back, and this team is almost 10 games over 500, and that is the Tampa Bay Rays. But, I mean, the Yankees are going out there and beating the teams they should beat, and they are the Bronx Bombers of yore. They're hitting it out of the park and getting phenomenal pitching. Cortez, I mean, you talk about Garrett Cole, that entire pitching staff, unbelievable. They're running away with it. They're 29 games over 500 right now. 
I mean, they've been hot all year and, you know, they, they've gotten the right uh, combination of uh, pitching and hitting and, uh, you know, they like the long ball. And speaking about long ball, could we have a Hall of Famer coming out of that Eastern division, the AL East? I'll let you go first. You have the honors. Who do you think? Okay, and I'm thinking, and this is he, this is a very young man and a very young career, but he is tearing it up north of the border. I'm talking about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's put up the same amount of home runs and on-base percentage as his father, the Hall of Famer, Vlad Guerrero, the great player for the Expos, and, of course, the Los Angeles Angels. It's early on, but the kid's got the tools. If I'm going to pick somebody out of the East that's playing currently right now, this is one that I know it's not a lock. He has the tools to go all the way if he stays healthy. He's my pick. My pick. Let's see, Mr. Baseball Wizard. 360 career home runs right now. He needs 140 to hit uh, the 500 mark. Does he have a chance? I think so. I'm going to go with the New York Yankees' Gino Carlo Stanton. Really going with Giancarlo. Okay. I'm going with Giancarlo. 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 You say Giancarlo. I'll say Giancarlo. Whatever. He's got 360. If he can if he can hang in there for seven more years and average 20, 20 home runs a, a year, he's got a shot at being Hall of Famer. I was about to say, when you get to those milestone numbers like that, yeah, you can put him in, in that conversation. That's a good pick. Um, I, and I remember – Remember, he's lost two years because of COVID-19, 2019 right. and 2020. He has so. lost that, so you can keep him the argument. Great player, and the fact you're in the American League, you can DH later in your career. His power's there. He's having a great season. Like All it, right. Let's, Let's go. go to AL Central. Let's talk about the Twinkies, buddy. Go ahead. Okay, the Twinkies continue to get the get the job done. They've been 5-5 five and five over their last 10 not really blowing anybody away, but nobody is barking at that door right now. The, the Cleveland, you know, Cleveland right now, they're two and a half games back. The Sox have performed a little bit better over the last week, after, but they are an underachieving ball club right now. I still think either one of those teams could catch the Twins right now. I mean, it's, 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 it's any, if you ask me, it's still, it's still a dog race. I mean, yeah. AL East, we only had three teams over 500. Sorry, yep. AL Central, we only have two over 500. So it's going to be pretty – it's not over yet. No, not by by a long shot, it's not over. All right. I, I'll go first. My Hall of Famer coming out of the active players out of the AL Central, no-brainer, Miguel Cabrera. Yep, one of the few guys that's a part of both the 3,000-hit club and 500-homer club. He is my pick, too, an absolute class act. Uh, he's taken some awesome pictures. Saw a great picture with him with uh, – Tiger's great Willie Horton the other day, and uh, I think his number 24 is going to be right next to Willie Horton's 23 very soon in D-Town. All right, let's go out to the uh, left coast, or is what we know as the west coast, in the AL West. Go ahead there, buddy. All right, well, here we have it right now. I mean, it's after a jackrabbit start by the Angels. They had that ridiculous losing streak, and now they are nine and a half games back of the Houston Astros who have been getting it done. They win again. They they are playing the they played the Rangers a little bit earlier today. They have a three and a half game lead over Texas, but Texas is still four three games under five hundred. I think the Astros can run away and hide with this thing right now. I think that is a division that you can call very very underperforming ball clubs in this division. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree hundred percent, and that's that's been the problem. We thought it would be a hot one. We thought the uh, Angels would give us something. Too. And I thought Seattle would do something too. But I mean, these are underachieving ball clubs. That's what I meant to say. 
before that gibberish right now. But Houston still has all those pieces in place, and they are running away in, in with a division where nobody is challenging them. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, they got rid of uh, your boy Madden, so uh, they still get, didn't get on a hot streak. Phillies get rid of Girardi, they go on a hot streak. But anyway, all right, who's your who? You go first in this one. Who's your Hall of Famer out of the AL West right now, out of those active players? I think you could take your pick on uh, with either one of these players from the Los Angeles Angels. But let's go with the most obvious, uh, Otani. He could probably get there right now because he's a beast that we of the likes we've never seen. It's Mike Trout. I mean, his legs are eventually going to go, but he is a healthy Mickey Mantle. He's a five-tool player all the way. He's my guy. Come on. One of the best pitches ever in baseball. Back from Tommy John, Justin Verlander. 234 wins, over 3,000 strikeouts. Uh, Where's my other note? A career ERA, where are we, of uh, uh, 3.29. I mean, he's got to have a shot. I think both of these players are getting into Cooperstown. Verlander's been a stud for the better part of a decade and a half. The fact that he's healthy, he's gone through all the diversity, he is still leading He's still leading that pitching staff and into his late 30s, and I love it. But, I mean, I, I mean, as far as if you want me to pick, pick a pitcher, Verlander 100%. You want me to pick a position player, it's Mike Trout. I'm not picking. I told you pick a plow, player. So you got Trout. I got uh, Verlander. We thought we'd be pretty close. So far, we've only agreed on one so far. I'm a but, little uh, surprised. A little surprised. Verlander, to me, has been a staple. I don't think we're ever going to see another 300-game winner in professional baseball as a pitcher. I think he might have the closest shot. He'll probably end up with 250, maybe 260. Yeah, so and honestly, choice. the 200 is the new 300. If you can get there with the amount of uh, innings that you're allowed to pitch these days with as hard as these guys can throw, that's I'm, I'm totally with you, Coach. All right. Now we're going around the swing. We're staying out in the West, and we're going to go to the NL West. Okay. Rough week for the Dodgers. I'll tell you that right now. Sure they was. are in a huh? Sure was. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they've gone four and six over the last 10, got swept over the weekend, and the Padres are knocking at their door. Uh, they are currently tied with them right now, as far um Yep, currently tied as of today right now. Of course, they play a little bit later. The Giants are still making a little bit of noise, and they're only three games out. I still think that the Dodgers and the Padres, it's going to be a two-team race. I don't think the Giants have the firepower, but you tell me. Okay, I agree with you. Uh, so it's going to be pretty interesting. Now I go first for uh, who I think out of the NL West will be a Sherlock Hall of Famer, whether it's a position player or a pitcher. Okay, I'm going to stay on the mound. I'm going to stay on the hill and go Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to I would agree with you as far as a pitcher goes. Clayton's put up those numbers. He's found a way to kind of reinvent himself over the last couple of years when he's had his injury troubles. I could definitely see Clayton getting the call at some point, but I want to stay with that same ball club. I love Mookie Betts. He brings it to the table. Both sides, both sides of the baseball. Come on. He can do everything in right field. He's got power. He's got speed. And I told you, I had a couple that you could maybe put in hollow very good, or maybe it might be a reach right now. Mookie's my guy. I don't think he has the numbers. That's what it's going to come down to. I don't think Mookie Betts has the numbers. I think he's still young enough to get the numbers. All right. What's his batting average? 289? The... Who cares about his batting average? How many, how many hits does he have? Not even close to 2,000? He has only played in the league, like, he's barely been in the league a decade. It still don't matter. 
I, I, and I picked Vlad Guerrero, a guy that's Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame ago. And this has been, okay. I've been okay. around, I've been around at least 20 more years than you. It's always been based on the numbers mm-hmm. until, you know, you can be like, well, uh, what I'm saying, whether it's Petey, a guy Petey, that's you a You can be like Petey Rose and Gamble. So he, he played the numbers, but the wrong numbers. Okay. Whether it's putting <laughs> in a guy that I'm putting in a guy who I think at the end of his career, the sum of his parts, He's going to have the numbers to be in or a guy that is on his way to Cooperstown right now. I went a couple of different ways with this. I get what you're saying. I mean, okay. So he's got nine years in the majors. He's got uh, 1,219 hits. He's got a batting average. Okay. I take that back. He's got a batting average of 295. So he's got a shot at 300, but I'm going with a player. I'm going with the pitcher. Okay. So here we go. So when it's been around longer than Mookie Betts. Okay. All right, so let's go to your beloved NL Central. Nobody's catching the Brew Crew. I don't care what you say. Uh, Sorry, I I, I take that back. It's a battle between the Brew Crew and Cardinals. I don't see anybody else getting involved in that race. Oh, God, no. The rest of that division is absolutely terrible. My beloved Cubs are doing some horrible things. The Reds. But but I take it back, too. The Brewers have been drinking too much beer. They're like one and nine. Well, they've had a really rough week, and the Red Menace from St. Louis has caught up. Ten games over 500. they They've won three in a row. Really strong ball club, and they missed out. And, I mean, this was razor thin. Miles Michaelis could have had a no-no last night. Didn't get the call. They get a base hit. He walks away with a one-hitter. But they still take the doubleheader. It's a two-team race. I'm totally with you, Coach. And I still think the Brewers and the Cardinals are going to be fighting this into September. Oh yeah, definitely. It's gonna it's gonna be Not a full close. season. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. other team in this division can compete. As Every as other the, team is a rebuilding club. As long as the Brew Crew stays out of the brewery, we'll be okay. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of them. So it's your turn for your Hall of Famer out of the NL Central. I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're definitely gonna agree on this. He comes back, number five is gonna be hanging. On that um, on the outfield wall in Bush Stadium, it's the great Albert Pujols. He's terrorized the center on the rest of the major leagues for the better part of 20 years. I love that he can come back and still contribute. He can DH. He can play first when you need to. But that guy is a Cardinal in his bones, and he needs to retire with the Cardinals, and I'm really happy that they gave him a shot to come home. Oh, I agree with you 100%. So – at least we got Cabrera and Pulhos, uh, you know, on the same page. Yeah, there's a couple of locks there and a couple of we'll sees. All right. Got, we'll, we'll we'll go. All right, let's go to the last one, the NL East, and it's a ball game. And the Fanatic said to the Braves fans, relax. It's relax. still early. Relax. And the Mets down to a five-game lead, and I think two weeks ago was 11-game lead. It was. It was an 11-game lead. They were. They got okay. And what did I say last week? And we're going to talk about this a little bit in our next segment here, but beat the teams you need to beat. They've done that. They went out there and got it done against sub 500 teams. They've won 13 in a row and they are currently 11 games over 500. They're back in that playoff hunt right now. I know it's June, but I still love to look at it right now. Five games back of the New York Mets. Uh, But the Mets still continue to stay hot. They've won their last two, six out of four, and they may be getting Jacob DeGrom back. This is the two-team race that we were talking about back in April that we wanted to see. All right. And, uh, you know, my man Joe Girardi is gone. But, you know, the Phillies have picked up. God bless stack. him. I love I, I love Girardi, too. So. But I just can't figure it out. He gets fired and they find a way to win. But here's a little tidbit for you, and you probably know it. They played the hardest schedule 
in baseball up yeah. until the point Joe was fired. And now, now, they, now they got the, uh, the lesser of the evil. They have well, the second, second easy, easiest schedule the rest of the year. They do, and they could still find their way into a conversation for a wild card spot in a really tough division. But I think a lot of what a manager can bring, maybe he just lost the clubhouse. You won't know that unless you're in there. But somebody had to get blamed for that ridiculous losing streak. But then they went off and they just started, uh, you know, playing good ball. I don't know what to tell you. Eight and two in their last ten. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes the rest of the way. I still think it's a two-team race. I don't think Philly has it. All right. So let's wrap this up. It's your turn to start. Who do you pick out of the NL East to make it to the Hall of Fame? Out of the active ball players. Out of the active ball players, I'm actually going to go on the mound with this one, Max Scherzer, all the way. No way. You're picking a pitcher? Yes. A That's- really, really good pitcher. Not to say that the guys you picked are not Hall of Fame worthy, because they are. I like Scherzer, and I'm sorry. I mean, he's He's only got 195 wins, though. I don't look at that in terms of wins. I look at the games he has won, what games he has pitched in. The man's, you know, I mean, he's got a ring. He's been in the World Series twice. He's played in both leagues. He's still going to find a way to probably win 220 or 230 games in his career. He's battled some injuries, but ultimately he's dominant. Look at the innings he's pitched. Look at his strikeout versus walk numbers. 2,586 innings pitched, 3,079 strikeouts, and he has a whip. Tell him what a whip is. Uh, That is walks, hits, and innings pitched. You don't look at the ERA as more than the one. Filthy. The guy's dominated wherever he's been after an early struggle in his career uh, with the Diamondbacks. But, yeah, he is a – He's a Hall of Famer. It's All not right. even close. And here's my choice. Max, Max Scherzheim. <laughs> yeah, not not too uh not too surprised by that one. That one just <laughs> I, I just that was a no-brainer. But I knew we we're gonna go over on this one, coach. But I loved your idea for this segment. And man, what a difference a week makes for a lot of these new what division. What a difference leaders. a week makes. I knew you were gonna sing it. I, I don't know, but I knew you were gonna harmonize on me. I don't know either. <laughs> well, I don't know. What a difference today. Third base. Third what base. A difference. I don't know. What a difference. He's out in the bullpen. Okay. <laughs> what a difference. Yeah, left-handed. That's inning number one in the books uh, for uh, episode 10, season five. We just broke it down for you. We picked our Hall of Famers. Well, we got to go to inning number two, but we got to thank the man himself, John Hennessy, Coach's Corner, for letting us do our weekly podcast, Who's on First Base, baseball podcast. And uh, once again, get out there. This week in the Sound Garden, I know you're going to get it right off the bat. Oh, yeah. June 20, June 18th, Cowboy. Yeah, that looks like that's going to be a big old tribute to the music of Kid Rock. Really talented cover band. If you like Kid Rock, go out and check them out. You're going to enjoy this. All right. So, once again, it's all part of the Coach's Corner on Sports Network. We're going to inning number two, Dub Braves. First topic we've got to chop on is the winning streak. Unbelievable. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Last week we were at five in a row. Well, guess what? We've reeled off eight more for good measure. 13's not a bad luck number if you're a Braves fan right now. Five and a half back at 35 and 27. Great pitching. And you know what they did? I mean, I mentioned it a little bit. They've gone out and they took care of the teams with below 500 records that you should beat on paper. They sweep the A's. They they take four against Pittsburgh. And, of course, now, you know, they're taking on Washington through 
I believe tonight, and then Thursday they finally get a much-needed day off. But, I mean, it has been power. It's been great pitching, whether it be the starters, you know, Freed, Anderson, Morton, Wright, or out of the bullpen. It has been just a delight. And the Braves feel like they're going to win every time they take the field. You know what kills me, though, Fanatic, is people that don't have their stats or their statistics straight. Listening to Listening to people who are – getting paid for this, what we do for nothing, okay? Oh, the Braves have won 13 wins in a row, and they're going for their record 14th in a row. Wrong. Wrong. Very wrong. wrong. Okay, they did compile a 15-game winning streak in 2000, but pre-1900, give us the team that won 18 games in a row. That's related to the Boston, the uh, Atlanta Braves. I was about to say, I'm going to go with the Boston Bean Eaters. Right. But what yeah. kills me is the person says they're going for their record, 14th. Their record is not 14, okay? Yes, that was compiled in 2013. 15 straight wins was in 2000. I know we got to go back to 1891 and we got to be the bean eaters. Yeah, you, know you got to go to hallowed antiquity on that. Get thing. your information straight. If you're on national radio, you're on national TV, get it straight. It bothers me. And by the way, until they won today, this was only the third best streak they've had since the wild card era going back to 95. Nevertheless, they're getting the job done. But yeah, I will nitpick till the day I die about getting stats correct. It drives me. And I'm me like to- you, okay? Even after before 1985, because you 95. and I love, love statistics, 82 and 92, they won 13 straight no seasons too. Do your research, people. Do your research. Okay, off my bandwagon. That uh, was cathartic, and God, you got me in the soul, Coach. I loved it. Let's keep going. Yeah, but if you get paid for big bucks to be on TV and a radio, do it straight, okay? All right. Uh, who's hot? Me. I'll go with this one. I got to start off with my man. I know at the beginning of the season, and our guest, we had a guest on, remember, Kevin Kiernan from Ball Night? No, I had him on a Saturday. Kevin Beer- yeah. Kiernan does a great article in oh, Ball Night. He's great. He's fantastic. He rips apart this player every time, and I love him. The guy has 47 years in Major League Baseball and sports. He rips him every year, but who's red hot? Lieutenant Dan. Oh, hoo, hoo. setting the table with Mr. Acuna. He goes out there and just has himself a day. And he has been OPS red hot. of 644. Yeah. And what's that? On percentage with slugging and hitting or something? Well, his on base plus slugging is 644. Yep. That's not too uh, shabby. Yeah, not too shabby, but ultimately that's where he's at throughout this season. But if you compile it over the last month. Oh, my fault. My fault. I just made an error. I just. No, you did not. You did not. You looked at the season because he got off to the right, right start over the 833, last month. 833. Yeah. Getting it done with the power. 833, not too shabby. He's setting the table with Ozzy. And then you look down the lineup. Travis Don Odes woke, woken up. Yeah, he's woken up. Adam Duvall and uh, young Mr. Harris, the second year, his first bomb the other day. They're getting it done in the eight and nine spots. And, I mean, there's power and consistency up and down the lineup. But, Coach, I hate to put a damper on this, but, of course, the one thing that has really kind of thrown the wrench in this whole great streak here is, I mean, a freak injury. Broken foot for Ozzy Albies, you know, part of the great double play combo with Dansby Swanson. Breaks his left foot. I mean, he just, you could see it when he got out of the box. He broke his foot. You know that. And uh, he had surgery today, but he goes on the 60-day DL. Do you think he is going to have any chance to get back by the end of the season? Broken bone, yes. 
Torn ACL, torn ligament? No. Hey, is this an omen? Who I don't think last so. year, and we still I don't got a look, World Series championship. I was about to say, I don't look into that too much. I just think it's a very unfortunate freak uh, injury to a really big cog in the machine. Of course, they called up Phil Gosselin to give you a little bit of depth. There's plenty of depth on that ball club. That, that you, is a huge loss, but not something you can't overcome. But look at the fracture. The, the amount of torque on that foot is unbelievable that he could fracture like that. Watch his knee and hip. Like, oh. go back and watch that as he gets out of the box. Yeah, that exploded. So, all right. Well, that's it for the Braves right now. So we talked about their hot. Get your stats straight. Okay. Uh, we talked about who's hot. Hey, I mean, I'll I'm be in say, Chicago this I know you're going to go. I know you're going to go off on this right now. I know you're going to. I, you know, I'm going to say this right now. You said to the Braves fans, "Take it easy, take it easy, relax." This is the best team in baseball by far. Bold, I mean, bold claim right now. I think it. It. I think they will be when it's all said and done, and I think they finally just found that little spark. I know. I mean, we waited. We waited to like August of last year to get over 500. They did it June 6th. This team has so much talent. I mean, look, uh, the Harris kid. You get rid of uh, your 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 your. What were, who were we talking last year? Christian Pache. You get rid of him. I said, what are you doing here? This is supposed to be the the, the future, the center fielder. And this kid Harris is unbelievable. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch uh, Mr. Harris, Michael Harris II, come up there. He's got power. You know he's got speed, and he can play oh, some yeah. game. He's been a lot of fun. The depth is there. Ozzy's a big loss. Hope he's ready for September. Just, again, enjoy this ride right now, especially when the Braves are in a really good place right now with their schedule. They're going to play some teams. They have a little bit of a lighter schedule throughout the rest of the week. And then they are going to have – they're going to be a little bit tested next week. Of course, they're going to play the Giants and the Dodgers after they end their um, their road trip. Now, I will say I am going to be in Chicago this weekend going back home, and I will be at Cubs Braves sitting in the bleachers at Wrigley on Sunday, and I will get to see the boys in action. I got my Braves Mets tickets in July. so Hey, both, there you go. So you'll go into Chicago. I'm going to stay in Atlanta. But, yeah, we're both checking out the Braves. All right, quickly, last last nugget for the Braves. You're Mr. F- uh, baseball fanatic, okay? You know Which everything. Guy? That cranial vault of uh, plus <laughs> cranial knowledge. Vault. Okay. Kensley Jensen is tied for 10th all-time with 368 saves. Yeah, if he, his next one, what great reliever does he pass? All right, give me that number again, please. Three six eight. Three six eight. Who does he uh, pass? Uh, Trevor Hoffman. Pitch for Boston. Oh, oh, pitch for Boston. Jonathan Papelbon. Papelbon. Oh my gosh, I didn't think Pap had that many. My gosh, I didn't. I the, the only reason why I'm throwing this out there is because I didn't think so either. I, you know, me, I, I, I don't know why don't, I said Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman has a has way more than that. Right. Okay. So. All right, so, you got uh, me there. Good, good one, good one. But Kenley hey. will become Kenley will move into the ninth place, uh, ninth place on the all-time save list. Okay, oh. that's inning number two in the books. We're running a little over here because we're having a lot of fun. All right, so uh, once again, you're listening to the Who's on First Base Baseball Podcast, Season Five, Episode Ten of the Coach Called Demasi, and of course the Baseball Fanatic Kyle Lawson, all part of the Coach's Corner Sports Network. We'll come back who's in the sound garden. We got to get it rolling here. But once again, every Saturday night, get your tickets, Eventbrite, Sound Garden, 
he could probably tell you every single song the band's going to play too. So whether it's sports or music, I got to give him some credit here. But he'll be eating. Uh, I appreciate uh, it. He'll be eating some Chicago pizza this weekend. All right, <laughs> you know it. players from the area. Inning number three, we go over the players from the area that are either in Major League Baseball trying to get there, and of course we cover the Savannah Bananas. They're home tonight against the Florence Flamingos. Bananas correct. are eleven and three. Flamingos four and ten. Two of the wins though are against the Bananas on the road. Yeah, snap, figure that one out. But snap yeah, the Bananas five game winning streak not once but twice. They have. They've been a real thorn in the side. I mean, they they it looks like a big pile of country time lemonade when these two teams face off. But the bananas <laughs> have the best. They do. They do. It looks like concentrated lemonade, and I love it. I know and, you're gonna. Uh, I know you know. Real men wear pink. I love those pink uniforms. Hey, they're good. They're sharp. It's like it, it flows perfectly. But I, it makes me want lemonade. I'm sorry. I've so, told the bananas, if they let me sing the national anthem, I'd wear an old pink tuxedo. But Oh, I guess they don't want to hear. you look sharp? Oh, say can you see? I, mean, I don't what, think that call's coming. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm messing with you, but yeah, the Bananas, they get the best record in the entire Coastal Plain League. Um, I mean, they've been playing some great ball, and I mean, um, they're playing through a stretch right now of uh, 12 games in 13 days, you know, taking on the likes of the Bacon, you know, Ashboro Zookeepers, but it's been a lot of fun. And, of course, the CPL player of the week is a banana. The pitcher of the week is Nolan Daniel. He yep. is a right-handed pitcher uh, out of Purdue. He's a Big Ten guy. And yep. he has been an absolute stud out of that bullpen. Three wins, 15 strikeouts, two walks, uh, ERA of .82. Yeah. Pretty, pretty special. I'd say that's a good week. Yeah, and on the other side, I love this kid. He's, he's, he, you got to love his name. The catcher. Yeah. Indiana Stanley. What Indiana Stanley. Indy. Love this guy. So, I mean, he's batting 326. I mean, 46 games played behind a dish. He's only struck out 11 times in 46 at-bats. Uh, pretty pretty impressive. Uh, three doubles, two triples, and an inside-the-park homer last week. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel every every time I, you know, try to turn on the banana cast or I read one of the great Biko Scala's um, articles, Indy's name keeps popping up pretty much every other paragraph. I don't, know why that, I don't know why he doesn't do the home games, too. He always does. I guess with a five-hour road trip, you can write the recap. Why can't he do the home games? I wish he could. And, I mean, but, hey, we also got the Shark taking care of business at home. So, we got a bunch of great entertainers getting the job done. But, yeah, Indy Stanley has been an absolute stud at the plate. Uh, the second baseman. What's the second baseman's name? Um, he also plays first base. I'm better with the nicknames, I'll tell you that. And that that's, that's, that's kind of become my undoing here. Well, anyway, I do apologize. The uh, second baseman from uh, the Bananas made a Superman catch last week, and he was number one on ESPN Top 10 Plays of the Day. Do you think ESPN is jumping all over this banana stuff too? Oh, I think they jumped all over it <laughs> two years ago. Now that is all about it. I mean, it's entertainment, and it's turning into great baseball. These are guys, you see guys that are banana alumni that are getting drafted after they graduate from college, after their experience in the CPL, and making it to the show. And, I mean, that's what this league is all about. It's about fun, but ultimately it's it's growing these players. You're watching some good baseball and having a ball. I know. I agree with you. You know what, though? I told you this last week. I'm going to say it again, though. After watching, after watching Banana Ball and it's only a two-hour game, 
it's tough sitting for three, three and a half hours. I know really it is. changes your mindset a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'll always be a curmudgeon about it, you know, but you know, I will watch baseball as long as it takes. Banana ball is a blast. I love having the option. All right. That's uh, the first half of the third inning. Now we go to the bottom half. We talk about the local guys, JB Wendelkin out of uh, South Effingham high school through middle Georgia college. Uh, now at the Arizona diamondbacks, 23 games played 22 inning point two, 22 and two thirds innings pitched. 16 Ks. He's lowered his 6.10 ERA to 4.76. Hasn't given up in four games. And this could probably help too. He's also struck out six people in those uh, four games and only he's given up two walks and no earned runs. He had a really good appearance uh, on, uh, I believe, let's see, on, on Monday actually Monday. against the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, yep. I was trying to remember. What day is it, Kyle? What day is it? Pitched uh, inning in two thirds, went out there. Um, and I mean, didn't give up, uh, didn't give up a single hit. He's he had four K's and, um, actually, no, he had one K he's, uh, he's only, he's had zero earned runs and four strikeouts, only two walks over his last three appearances. So four last four, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. He had his another, um, I'm going back to the ninth here. So, but he's looked really good and, and in higher leverage situations, he's coming in in the seventh and eighth inning for the D-backs. So good to see that he's back healthy after that early stint on the DL with the shoulder issues. Looked really good against the Red Legs the other day. And uh, we have to go now, too. He's still on the disabled list up there in AAA with the St. Saint Paul Saints. Yep. The Minnesota Twins, Tyler Batchelor, is still on the DL with a uh, – Right elbow strain. Haven't heard any news. I got to do some research before we come back on here. Not a whole lot. I went to the Saints page and, uh, you know, no releases whatsoever right there. So um, I think he's still doing some baseball activities, soft toss and what what, and the like. But uh, looked pretty good for his first seven games. Um, Two and one, 386 ERA, seven innings pitch. So uh, hope you get healthy and we'd love to see in Minnesota. It's going to be pretty interesting. Okay, then we go to the uh, Atlantic Independent League, and Rylan Lawler is still uh, throwing some. Dom Damasi still on the injured list with a shoulder uh, issue. Lawler had a great night on June 9th against Gastonia. He went yeah. five innings and struck out 10. He's lowered his ERA to 4.97, but his whip's down on 1.34. He had 10 strikeouts. He has 34 strikeouts now in innings pitched, 25 innings pitched. Well, I think the big part is of the innings that he's pitched in the 15 games he's been out there, he's gotten to, he's got two starts now. They're deciding they're stretching him out a little bit, seeing what that arm can do. He goes out there and he absolutely dominates. And I mean, that that's gotta be the best feeling for Lawler after being released from a couple of organizations and getting to start, you know, in the Atlantic league with the dirty birds up in Charleston, West Virginia. But yeah, when I saw that stat, I just, Oh, I couldn't have been happier. So, and then this one I got saved for last. Josh Reddick retired from baseball. Josh Reddick announced his retirement from professional baseball on May 25th. And you were trying to tell me you couldn't find any information about him. Well, he retired after that game. Go ahead. Uh, pronounce the team's name. Uh, Los Aceros de Monclova in the Mexican League, a team chock full of former major leaguers. That means the Steelers. He finishes his stint in the Mexican League with 28 games played, 293 average, four home runs and 13 RBIs, and an impressive OPS of 882. Um, wish you the best. Uh, you had a wonderful career, 13 years in the show, trying to make it back. And uh, I know baseball's in that blood. And um, <laughs> don't worry about those World Series rings you got there either. You got a lot to take home with you. Hopefully you're a South Effingham guy. You'll come back home. 
Uh, love to see him do something in baseball, whether as a scout or a coach. But um, he's a young guy. He has a young family. He can do and, whatever uh, he wants. Thirteen years of playing major league baseball. You know, it, you know, he's mostly been healthy to- too. I mean, you, you you walk away with that. Walk into the sunset. That's a great career. Yep. All right, that's inning number three in the book. We're going to try and squeeze in inning number four very quickly. You're listening to the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast with the coach, Carl Demasi, and the baseball fanatic, because it's all part of what, Kyle? The, uh, excuse me, the Coach's Corner Sports <laughs> Radio Net. Sorry, my contact is falling out right now. It's been driving me crazy for 20 minutes. Bear with me here. And uh, the Coach's Corner Sports Network. There and, you go. Uh, episode, yeah, see, I figured it out once I could think again. Well, put the put the contact back in your eye. Oh no, it's in there. It's about to fall out. But I digress. Stay on point. I got this. I you know what the, you know what's good about it? You got another one in the other eye. No, I don't. You wear that's one a contact good for another day. I could wear a monocle if I want to, but that's not why you call. Okay. <laughs> Baseball trivia time. The Let's fanatic leads five, two to two. That means he's got five wins, two losses, and two ties. Two losses and two ties to me. So here we go. Baseball trivia. How do we do this? Two questions, two innings. Okay, if it's tie, we go to a third one. And if it doesn't, we don't break it. Ends like a tie. Like I say every week, it's like kissing your sister. All right, buddy. So uh, this week, this week, you're up first. So I hope you're ready for this. Okay. All right, let me get my uh, trivia questions here, okay? So Tony Gosselin leads the National League in ERA at 1.59. Who was the last Dodgers pitcher to hold that ERA uh, title during the season? And what right. year? Oh, in what year? Sandy Koufax, 1963. Uh, you went way too far back. Oh. Hoon Jin Ru at 232 in 2019. Oh, Hoon Jin Ru. Wow. Okay. Hoon Jin Ru. All right. I like it. Korean no, no, Great no bacon. No bacon for you, buddy. So uh, what's no up bacon next? For me. All right. I'm sticking with the Hall of Fame theme that we started. I really like this idea. The first Hall of Fame class was elected by the Baseball Writers of America in 1936. They admitted five members to the initial class. All players. Give me three of them. Oh, Babe Ruth was one of them. Okay. Uh, Babe Ruth was one of them. Uh, I got to go with um, the Georgia Peach Big ding on that one. You got two. I need one more. One more. Bring it home. You got this. Cy Young. You know what? Very good guess. He was not a. I still got. I still. I still can go. Yeah, you can. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you five shots to get three. All right. Christy Matheson. Yes, you there got you it. Go. All right. I didn't. Who, think the, who were the other two? Oh, Honus Wagner and Walter Johnson. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. The, so the, the big train, right? Yeah, big train and uh, the Flying Dutchman. You got it. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, I'm worried. I'm worried. What you got? One nothing after the first inning. We're going yeah, to the top yeah. of the second. You're I got a it. W. I got a blue W waving in my briefcase right here. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right. You want to stick with the Hall of Fame theme? Oh, I'm just throwing it out there because that's what was on my mind. I mean, dealer's choice. You ask right. me whatever you want. Hall of Famers. Okay. Well, I don't know if this one guy is going to make it, though. But Lou Gehrig's 23 Grand Slam stood as a record for 70 years oh. until Alex Rodriguez broke it in 2013. I don't know if he's going to make it there. Okay. 
But which active player has the most slams as of right now? Oh, as of right now? Active player. Albert Pujols. Damn. Ah! <laughs> I didn't mean to say damn. I do apologize. Concerned. How many does he have? Oh, uh, active. Uh, I don't even know that one. I'm just happy to get, the, get, the, <laughs> get that one right. That would make the most. You know how many times he played against the Cubs at Wrigley with the bases loaded? That was an easy pick. He's had 15. Yeah, okay. I would have. 17 was in my head. Okay. All right. So go All ahead. Right, one to one. I like this. Sticking with the Hall of Fame theme, can you name the first Negro League player that was elected to the Hall of Fame? You should get this. I, I got to go with Jackie Robinson. You know what? No, uh, it's actually Satchel Page. Satchel Page got in before Jackie Robinson? He did. Interestingly enough, wow. 71. Wow. All right. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh all right what you got for me all right so uh this now we go into the tiebreaker uh, this is this is a real tough one okay okay Try me. so the record for most home runs in a seven game span is 10 accomplished by three players who was the last to do it uh, King Griffey Jr. <laughs> Sean Green in 20. Oh, Sean Green of the Dodgers. Albert oh, Bell in 95. Okay. And this guy played for the Washington Senators back in 1968. Uh, oh, that's Frank Howard. Capital Frank Punisher. Howard. Yep. See, I know All right. that. All right. So I could win it here or it could be a tie. You could win this here. All right. Now, stick with my Hall of Fame theme. Can you name the first manager that was elected into the Hall of Fame? First manager. First manager. Yeah, first non-player. And we're going back to the way back days too, right? Yeah, you're probably going to have to. I got. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving an answer. I'm thinking Johnny... McGraw, John McGraw, or Connie Mack? Who would they give it to first? I'm going to go with the uh, the legendary man that everybody, uh, you know, he was the one everybody went with. I, I got to go with uh, Connie Mack. The tall tactician. No, it was John McGraw by one year. Okay. <laughs> so it looks like we're uh, kissing our sister. Like yeah, we're five, two, and three. But hey, good questions tonight, Coach. Yeah, sorry we went a little bit over, but we had a lot to talk about. Man, I love that. I love that first category, that first inning we had there. But the Braves—they're playing some great ball right now, thirteen in a row, and uh, yeah, another great show. All right, so let's wrap it up once again in the Sound Garden. We got Cowboy, who's the tribute band for whom? That'd be the tribute to the music of Kid Rock. Go on Eventbrite and check it out if you want to go out in the Sound Garden and listen to some music. And remember, at Coach's Quarter, it's been all food, all sports, all music since when? 1991. 1991. So once again, say your prayers for everybody in Ukraine. Say, say your prayers for everything that's going on in this crazy, wacky world with, uh, you know, the, you know the, the, the shootings and everything else. So uh, we got to keep us straight. Thank God for our sports to take us out of those, uh, out of those situations. Right. For a sh- that's all we can just, do. That's all we can do is try to find someone that 
is positive. But like I say, every week, whatever you do today or tomorrow or this weekend, what are you going to do? Always hit it out of the park. Especially in Wrigley Field, right? I hope so. I'm going to be in the left field bleachers. And until we talk to you next week, may it be your what? Best week ever. See you next yep. week, Coach. You got it. Have a good one. Enjoy uh, Wrigley Field. And uh, happy Father's Day to your father. Happy Father's Day. Same to you, Coach. We'll see you next week. Appreciate it. Once again, we're out of here. Thank you.